Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Objective. And uh, we are just about at Christmas time. And you're going to be enjoying this Christmas special with a couple of guys of Jewish descent. You know, it's a really, really great time to be uh, of Jew, a, a Jew, you know, like when people think back to this period and they say, you know, right between when Kanye West went through his episode and Christmas was just the perfect time for a, a Jewish person to really feel like he's got a place in this world. But the truth is, when you have the right ideas, every day is Christmas. And with me is a guy who this five o'clock shadow of his, I got to tell you, is uh, making me wonder if uh, if I'm shaving too often. Uh, this guy knows how to dress. You know him from MTV, from CNN, from Fox Business, Fox News. He's been everywhere. And now he's on the Daily Objective. It's Jonathan Honig. The, the, the best location to be great to be with you, Rucka. And, you know, so much to talk about today with Christmas. I, just thinking a bit about you know, what your allusion to, you know, our, our backgrounds, you know, when growing up, I celebrated Jewish holidays, but it was so completely secular. And, you know, my love of Christmas really stems from that as well, is that this is a, this is a holiday that I celebrate that is completely devoid of anything mystical, anything religious. You know, it makes me think of Dr. Peikoff's terrific essay, Why Christmas Should Be More Commercial. Everyone should certainly read that. You know, and this is such a happy, benevolent time of the year because of Christmas. And I love the fact that it has nothing to do with, in my opinion, God, Jesus, sacrifice, or all the rest. That's exactly right. And um, I've been predicting for a while, and my prediction, I think, is closer to being true than ever. Uh, eventually, Christmas is going to be canceled, not by the secular left, but actually by the right, by this populist, um, nativist, paleo-conservative right thing that we're seeing emerged. Um, if they do gain power, one of the many, many detrimental things that'll come as a consequence of that is that I think they'll cancel Christmas. You know what they're going to say, Jonathan? They're going to say they're going to say Christmas is a Jewish holiday, by which they'll mean it's it was it was a time when people went to church at midnight and it's become this big celebration of material things. And they're going to blame the Jews for that. And the truth is, some of your favorite Christmas carols were written by people that were themselves of Jewish descent. Uh, the commercialization, obviously, you can't uh, tell that story without naming a few um, immigrants to the U.S. who brought their entrepreneurial aspirations and created abundance. So, I mean, yeah, the uh, people who hate capitalism, who hate who hate material things, people that see uh, no value in Christmas as we know it today, they're going to uh, blame with some justification. They're going to blame the the Jews, quote unquote. So, uh, you know, I mean, your, your point about Christmas historically being commercial, I mean, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, as I understand it, that's a whole character that was created for Montgomery Ward, I believe, for, you know, Sears Roback or something to affect back in the day. I and mean, so, Christmas as celebrated in America, the tradition is of being commercial and more commercial. And, you know, in my experience, Rucka, that's where everyone really finds the, the benevolent happiness about it. You know, Miss Rand writes about this, you know, the cheerful decorations, the spirit of goodwill. I mean, these are the things that, you know, people enjoy and the commercialization, the, the fabulous gifts that you can get, you know, nowadays, thanks to evil big tech sent literally straight to your door. Um, so, you know, Christmas, in my experience, is not a religious holiday. You're, you know, you're right. They're always going to find a, a way to, you know, to blame this group or that group. But, you know, it should be more commercial. I think I think they're going to go in the direction of saying 
get rid of the commercialism. Christmas should be about sacrifice. You should be in church. You should be at the soup kitchen. You know, you should be draying. You should be, you know, putting yourself down. I think it's going to be a more turn turn towards sacrifice rather than the celebratory benevolence that Christmas is today. And I want to thank Roland for a generous donation. We need your donations to keep our network on the air. We're here with you Monday through Friday with a rouster of objectivist superstars, Rucka Rucka Ali among them. So um, thank you, Roland. And thanks to all of our YouTube subscribers like Ali and, and so many other Robert who are with us today. And Merry Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Christmas is going to be like deleted from the calendar by uh, anyone, but I mean, uh, it's going to go back the, to being a time where you go to church at midnight and eat the wafer or whatever it is that they always did. You know, yeah, there used to be a St. Nicholas who used, he was known for giving toys to the kids. And of course, Coca-Cola and other corporate interests, they turned him into a a beautiful, benevolent uh, man who all the kids are nostalgic about. They want to go uh, sit on his lap at the mall, which is something that's also going to be canceled by the right since they're in the habit of calling everyone a groomer. I mean, can you believe they're, they're letting uh, Santa and these kids get near each other for this long? Uh, I'm waiting to see uh, the quartering or Tim Pool call this stuff out. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, always kind of secretly wanting to go sit on Santa's lap. And, you know, Dr. Peakoff has a great podcast about this, and you can search it on his website at peakoff.com, talking about, you know, did he play along with the Santa myth with his raising his daughter and et cetera like that? And, you know, it's 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 fun. It's um, happy. It's about toys. And there always was a, a little bit of a moral lesson in there right there. I mean, you either were naughty or nice, so you're incentivized to be a nice kid, a good kid. So I know there's a bit of a, a moral idea in there, but... Um, no, I always wanted to go sit on the, the Santa's lap and, and have that experience. It just, as a kid, I didn't know about, you know, Jesus or sacrifice. It just looked fun. It looked fun. It looked exciting and happy. And even if I didn't get the gift, it was something that I thought I wanted to do. It's probably too late now as I think about it. Well, that's just only what the restraining order says. But <laughs> since, since when do we care what they say? No. Um, well, you know, I was just thinking this now, like, there could be other uh, cartoon characters instead of Santa. You know, it doesn't always have to be Santa, you know? So when when people are trying to cancel Christmas or they're trying to, uh, I don't know, just change li the life that we knew in our youth, we don't have to necessarily fight to preserve those particular things. We can just kind of look forward and let some new things come about. You know, maybe instead of Santa, there's going to be like some kind of robot creature, some kind of AI oh, what about polar bears? I mean, you know, Coke have had this whole campaign. I don't know if they still do it for maybe a decade. That was their polar bears. And each year you look forward to seeing what these, you know, cute Christmassy polar bears going to do. I mean, there's Christmas movies that don't have Santa Claus that have kind of Christmassy characters. So we think that's what's kind of fun about it is that everyone kind of puts his or her spin, not unlike Thanksgiving, on a totally non-religious holiday. And it's about gifts. Mm -hmm. It's about benevolence. It's about looking forward to the new year and and you know you're right it doesn't have to be santa oh yeah turbo man you know uh the schwarzenegger film um turbo time yeah. whatever jingle all the way it was called yeah turbo man could definitely he's way cooler than santa claus uh by the way we got super chats ally beard with two dollars says merry christmas happy holidays happy new year i'm sorry the new year was actually several months ago and it was called rosh hashanah i'm kidding <laughs> 
Uh, Marilyn then with $3 gives us a thumbs up. Thank you for that. Wow, it's like a Christmas tree here. We got the green, you know, memberships. That's like the greenery of the tree. And then you got all these colorful super chats decorating like ornaments. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Uh, and then Robert Nasir coming in hot with an emoji of himself. And he says, you can have my Christmas when you pry the candy cane from my cold, dead fingers. Meanwhile, Merry Christmas to you all. And a Christmas tree emoji. I mean, just emojis themselves are something that uh, make life more beautiful and helps communication. And in just so many ways, you know, show how technology can be used for good. Well, some, some of the fun things, at least, that I celebrate about Christmas, Robert mentions the candy canes, is the food. I mean, I always think that, you know, some of the Jewish holidays I celebrated were basically a meal. You know, it's all about the meal. So, you know, Christmas is a time, you know, for me, for things like peppermint bark, eggnog, which I usually don't drink during the year, or Robert's at candy canes. I mean, I don't like peppermint during the rest of the year, but something about the couple of weeks during Christmas, I want to get a couple of those big fat candy canes and, you know, just go to town. And there's, there's something about Christmas, I think, that encourages you to get others something nice, but also just to get yourself something nice. I mean, there's that, there's that you know, Thanksgiving-esque sense of just celebrating yourself with a little bit of a treat, not something expensive or extravagant, but a fun piece of candy or a fun something to wear. And I think that's, to me, that's part of the spirit as well. Absolutely. Or Chinese food. There's a big one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to go yeah, to Los Angeles. I'm going to spend Christmas in LA, I decided, you know, why the heck not? Go rather than, uh, you know, people leaving the big city to go to some bum F word USA spot where from which they hail. I'm actually traveling to LA to have some Chinese food with some friendly faces. Allie Beard with $2 says, OMG, Starbucks peppermint mocha frappuccinos, yum. And Jeremiah with $2 says, Mary Chrysler. Well, there's a, there's a Detroit reference, I suppose. Um, and uh, in the non, non-member, non-super chat section, other also known as just the, just the bottom lowest real estate. The low ground. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much lower than this. Christopher says, David, David Lee Roth lights the menorah. Well, Christopher, maybe that's why David Lee Roth sucks. I'm kidding. I mean, he's just not not for me. Um, Robert, the member says, oh, come on. Oh, oh, it's like he's like singing or something. Emmanuel, but like Kant and prejudices. So, OK, uh, Christmas versus Kant. Some would uh, say there's Christmas. Because. Of the Enlightenment. Well, I mean, I think and- so- the death of Christmas is the counter enlightenment that is that Kant sort of signifies. I, mean, I just think the commercialization and especially to people who are younger, you know, Rucka, you know, who are now used to like being able to like send someone a gift card easily through Amazon or like, you know, it's so easy now to get people fun little gifts. You know, Miss Rand, uh, Dr. Peikoff tells a story about people wanted to give Miss Rand gifts. And she said it had to be, I think, under $5. So people had to scramble around and try to find something to get her because they wanted to get her a little something. And like, now you can get really clever, fun things, Etsy, eBay, you know, interesting old magazines and things like that, that are so thoughtful and fun that for not a lot of money, for literally for peanuts. I mean, I thanks to the Ayn Rand Center UK, I've developed a, a passion for UK candies, the Cadbury candy line. So 
you can get this stuff delivered for not that much money. So the commercialization is like make it even more fun, made it even more fun to kind of trade and give and get. And just, you know, that's that's why it's like, you know, Jeff, if you want to know the real uh, uh, Santa Claus, it's like Jeff Bezos. You know, it's it's the guys behind eBay and, and uh, Craigslist and the ones who make the who are the, the reindeer of Christmas behind the scenes. Yeah. And Christopher in the chat, who apparently wants to pick a fight with me before Christmas of all times, he says, are you kidding? Not American, clearly didn't grow up in America because I poked fun at David Lee Roth. First of all, I did grow up in America. Second of all, many people from America don't even know who David Lee Roth is, let alone and or dislike him as much as I'd. I think there's America has more to offer. There's better generic music from the 80s than that type of stuff like here in my car Gary Newman for David Lee Roth you're basically you're talking about no offense scraping the bottom of the barrel but we're kind of getting off the topic is that who's saying the guy who's saying here in my car uh cars yeah I think it's Gary well I'm just saying that that music is more interesting than if I wanted to listen to metal, if I wanted to listen to 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 cheesy, you know, guitar work and stuff like that, instead of listening to that, I would turn on the radio back when radio was a thing and I would hear mandatory Metallica. Remember, mandate every city had mandatory Metallica. And that to me, to tell me I didn't grow up in America when I am into mandatory Metallica. I'll just throw this out as well. I mean. You you might even remember this rock of like if you wanted a song, you had to go in my experience either by the tape or the CD that had that one song on it. So you were spending back in the nineties fifteen or sixteen bucks on a CD to get one song. You had to go to the store, park the car, friggin' hassle that was. You know now you want a song, do do do. You can listen to it for free, just that song on YouTube. Or you can buy it. I mean, there's so many ways to get what you want now that, you know, and that's that's wealth creation. You know, Rucker, people think, oh, making money is wealth creation. Wealth creation is like when something is invented that makes your life better and all of a sudden life's never going to be the same. And Christmas is often when you get that stuff. You know, you get some new technology or some new toy. You think like, this is really cool. This is really exciting. And, you know, that's that's a big part of it, too, of, you know, kind of celebrating all this marvelous stuff that the human mind has come up with for an affordable price. Absolutely right. I'll only uh, chime in on one point you made. You didn't have to always buy the full CD. You could pay, you know, $7.99 or whatever, $15 for a single. This was my Pretty Fly for a White Guy uh, single by The Offspring. You see, you got the the white guy there. He's wearing the Doc Martens. He's got the uh, the, the the hat, the Anarchy shirt. Anarchy was really cool and and trendy. Uh, the the tattoo that says 31, he asked for a 13, but they drew a 31 over there. You see uh, what it was, appears to be kind of a politically incorrect uh, depiction of a Hispanic American gentleman who is, uh, you know, like doing the box thing where he turns the thing. And I don't know if it makes him dance or something, but, um, you know, it had uh, several a couple versions of Pretty Fly for a White Guy and a live version of All I Want. Uh, by the way, if anyone wants to write to the offspring, they're at P.O. Box. 5956 Garden Grove, California, 29846, or you can go to offspring.com. Allie um, loves the offspring. She's a she's a YouTube member and she loves the offspring. And Mary yeah. Lee, uh, who was also a member and a wonderful part of our philosophy posse, said 
Classy, she says she loves Christmas. She makes cookies and fudge, spends time with friends. She chats with people in lines at department stores, prime rib, not turkey. And it's great fun for her. That's, you know, what a great story. And, and don't you get that sense, Rucka, that like, you can just say to people like, hey, Merry Christmas. And there's a sense of like, you know, it's like everyone says it. You don't have to, well, I'm Jewish. I could never say Merry Christmas. Or, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's become this wonderful hol American holiday tradition that's about giving your doorman a $5 Starbucks gift card and thanking him for, for being part of your life. Oh, I never have said I won't say Merry Christmas. I love saying Merry Christmas. This beautiful woman entered the elevator the other day uh, wearing uh, some kind of outfit that did not entirely conceal what she is like beneath it. And she was wearing a Santa hat. And you can believe I said Merry Christmas to her. Uh, Marilene with two more dollars sending us blowing up kisses our way. But by the way, turkey isn't really a Christmas thing. It's ham. Now, there's a food that the Jews, uh, you know, weren't really supposed to eat, but good luck. Yeah, but I always that. wanted that. That honey-baked ham looks so good. I was like, no, no, we can't have that. Well, well I can't have a little piece. But let me, let me ask, I'll throw this to you quickly. You know, what, the, the problem always comes, Rucker, right, when we start talking about schools, public schools. Do you let Christmas in the public schools? Do you let Santa in the public schools? If you have Santa, then you have to have a menorah. And if you have a menorah, then you have to have, I, I don't know, a other things. I mean, is this just another example of why we need to get rid of the public schools, right? Because you can have schools make their own decisions about how they want to celebrate or not celebrate these these seasons. I mean, yeah, of course, uh, schools need to be privatized. Uh, the public square, quote unquote, should be privately owned. Uh, people can make their decisions, the owners, in while taking into consideration their clients, their customers, or just public opinion in general. They can decide what to display on their property. Uh, schools should be private where people can decide if they want to send their kids to a school with no holiday recognition whatsoever or with certain holidays. I mean, you know, the fact that we have public schools and public property, these are anti-concepts, I think. They're, they're, they're stolen concepts. I don't know what they are, but they're, the, the, the idea of property connotes that an individual or a partnership of individuals owns it. So to call something public property is a contradiction in terms. And you see the types of problems we end with. It ends up chipping away at actual property. Your actual property is now uh, compromised but public property remains, you know, sacrosanct. Uh, Marilyn coming in hot with $2 says they're government schools. Get rid of them. Absolutely right. Um, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, even, even growing up, I remember there was a sense like in my public school, if we sang a Christmas song in like the high school chorus, well, then you had to have like, you know, and there was a sense of how many quote Christmas songs you could sing. So all this drama is kind of brought into this holiday, I think, by the mystics who insist that this is this kind of, you know, this is this religious holiday when, you know, as it's pro properly practiced, as I believe Miss Rand put it forth, it's a completely secular benevolent holiday around good tidings, benevolence and fun. Absolutely right. I haven't heard too many people trying to cancel Christmas lately. Uh, it was more of a- an Thank Donald Trump for that, right? Right, I guess so. But but uh, I mean, it was like the atheists, whatever, the secularists in the 90s, around then, the 2000s, whenever they were like, oh, we shouldn't have public displays of a Christmas tree. And it's like, really, that's the battle you want to fight? Like, you can't think of anything better than that uh, as for your cause. And now you can see why those atheists, those skeptics, why you, why they turned in droves back to religion. 
why they turned to Trump, why they turned to Jordan Peterson, because they rejected Christmas. Christmas is what they should have been trying to abstract, extract from religion and take it back. They should have been saying Christmas is our holiday. That's what Ayn Rand essentially said, in my understanding. Allie Beard coming in hot with $2 says they avoid the pagan origin on purpose. Marilene with two more dollars says, are there Kwanzaa songs? You, I you, think you probably know that. I probably do, but um, a parody of a few. Yeah, um, perhaps. But um, the, the, the pagan origins of Christmas, I think really all holidays as we know them have pagan roots. Because religion, as we know it, it has earlier influences, incarnations. You know, the Old Testament did not just emerge in a vacuum. It was in ancient times. The people who wrote it, they had some influences. They were they had contact with other cultures that had other religious beliefs and religious stories and texts. So, like, you know, it was you know, Sukkot, Sukkot, Sukkot the uh, the Jewish pitch a, a tent, a hut. What what yeah. is that? It's that's got to be pagan. There's no way that. Uh, that has any sort of basis in the, you know, the the in God's, uh, the Hebrew God's. Religion is, was a primitive philosophy, right? That's how mm -hmm. it's a primitive philosophy. But, you know, even something like Halloween, certainly pagan roots, you know, Dr. Peikoff talks about the fun and celebrating that. We've talked about that here on this channel. So, you know, I mean, these, a lot of these traditions have these obscure, you're right, religion, because back in the day, you know, there was really no reason. Everyone had some kind of mystical, you know, uh, corrupt religious uh, philosophy. Um, you know, now I think we can kind of properly celebrate these things as commercial, as cultural, as communal, uh, you know, getting together with friends. Everyone kind of uh, uh, associates that with a lot of these holidays. And that's the real meaning behind them, not worshiping Zeus or, you know, yeah. Santa or whatever else is it. I mean, in, in their own context, uh, I, I suppose sort of worshiping nature was a was a better um, was a step in the right direction compared to uh, belief in some omniscient, omnipotent, self-contradictory, supernatural being somewhere that's creating everything and allowing it to be. So, uh, yeah, clearly the Christians got the Christmas tree from the people who they celebrated nature because they were into trees and stuff like that. Um, but and that's something Christians needed to do in order to win people over. They needed to say, oh, yo, you can have your Christmas tree. You know, you can have your Valentine's Day. You know, I think Valentine's Day was a Roman holiday that, you know, that that was a time for kind of getting it on and having a good time, if you know what I'm saying. And the the, the Christians had to, they had to keep some of these holidays if they wanted to people to go with it. Uh, Marilyn with $2 says, axial tilt. It's the season for, it's the reason for the season. Those are some big words right there. Yeah I, mean, it. Well, yeah, I mean, it is obviously the winter solstice. Wouldn't it be great if the so many of the holidays that are celebrated religiously now, I'm thinking primarily in the Middle East, in Africa, in East, in East Asia, if they became secularized, like so many of the Jewish holidays have, like Christmas has, like, you know, if, if they turned in from, you know, I, I see a lot of the celebrations of religious holidays in the Middle East, they're like serious mystical throwdowns. You know, they're not buying gifts and having fun dinners. There's serious prayer going on. And wouldn't it be great if they got kind of secularized the same way that Christmas has largely become in the U.S.? That would be wonderful if like Muslim holidays and other holidays around the world became more commercial and more secular and that the kids looked forward to these holidays. 
Uh, here in the West, it seems like we're moving in the opposite direction, I'm afraid to say. Like, we are maybe going to move back in the direction where Christmas is a dreaded midnight mass, Christ mass, where you go, you sit there, you eat the wafer, or you uh, pray, you do, you sing, whatever it is, you cry. Um, a dreary time. You know, like, and you look, I mean, you know, Han Hanukkah is the Jewish Christmas, also a very commercialized holiday. You have secular Jews that are not religious at all, even atheistic, who kind of turned Hanukkah into the Christmas of the Jews. But like the more seriously people take religion, the less commercial it is. You know, you go into uh, Williamsburg or uh, Crown Heights or uh, parts of Jerusalem where the ultra, ultra Orthodox Jews are like extremely committed to their fundamentalist beliefs. And I would think uh, Hanukkah, it's still a time for celebration. And, you know, the kids get a little bit of, uh, I don't know, uh, chocolate coins or whatever, maybe even whatever uh, type of gift they're permitted to, to, to give, you know, nothing too fun or earthly, but, uh, there's probably a little bit of celebration, but much less, much less earthly and, uh, pro-life than the type of Hanukkah you got to celebrate as a kid, Jonathan, you know? Well, and, and I want to acknowledge our, to our UK listeners and, you know, we have donors, we have supporters, we have viewers from literally all over the world. We're based in jolly old England, and we have to acknowledge England's contribution to the Christmas holidays vis-a-vis -vis Wham! and their classic Last Christmas. Uh, I was gonna entertain us with a little bit, but I think as a Christmas gift, I won't do that. Just in a, oh. just acknowledging that this is a, gl a global holiday. It's not only produced a lot of good food, but some fun music as well. You know, like that David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy. Like, I don't wanna hear it the rest of the year, but come this couple weeks, like it's fun to hear it. Or don't they know it's Christmas after all? Like, I don't want to hear it in June and July, but you know, some of that fun Christmas music or even Die Hard is like a Christmas. Yeah, this is like just fun seasonal stuff that I think to Mary Lean's point, it's so dark. It's so dreary this time of year, at least here in the Northern hemisphere that some of these kind of fun uh, ritualistic traditions just help you kind of get through the dark times. That's right. Um, and we got a super chat from Robert say for $2 saying reasons greeting for the season, Mary Lee. Oh, now they're talking to each other in the super chats. That's pretty fun. Um, yeah. So, uh, in conclusion today, Christmas is a happy time. Uh, it's a pagan holiday. It, uh, is a secular holiday Christmas as we know it again, I'll say the uh, people who hate, who hate Christmas for all the wrong reasons. Like they hate it because they are anti commercialism, anti-capitalism, all those things, they are going to call Christmas a Jewish holiday. That is my sad predi prediction. They're going to say that, and by which they will mean it is a capitalist Now, when you say they, holiday. you mean Kanye, right? Yeah, Kanye and the people uh, sort of who have his ear these days. Uh, it's what they're going to say because, you know, the types of people who are driving that right-wing car right now, they are not going to be seduced by Christmas presents. They really, really are in for the win. Marilyn with $5 sent over a dancing pair. Well, we, and we thank all of you, Marilyn, for your ongoing generous contributions and all of our YouTube subscribers, Jeremiah, Ali, Robert, uh, almost too many to mention here. You know, we thank you all for supporting us, for being part of what we do. You're a Christmas present to us. We value you. And, you know, we're going to certainly see you back next week with more of the daily objective. And I, I believe, um, I believe there's additional programming today. 
There absolutely is. And this is a real Christmas present, if I ever got one. At 10 p.m. UK time, it's TV Talk with Mark Pellegrino, Jacqueline Schumann, and Jennifer Buani. I mean, look at that. Mark is a, a huge star, huge television and film star. You're getting him, you know, his off-the-cuff remarks just by supporting what we're doing here. So don't miss that. I'll be tuning in. And they'll be talking about the offer. Great. So like Great. I always, I often say, I'm going to offer you, like, like that's, that's my way of gently giving my opinion rather than forcing it upon the viewer. I say, well, I will offer you that this. Well, they're going to be talking about the show called The Offer. Mm. I'll, be, I'll be tuning in for that. So don't Absolutely. miss it. Okay, thank you all for joining us. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, please uh, leave us a comment telling us your Christmas plans, your best wishes. Leave a super thanks with some of your uh, Christmas thoughts and displays of support. You know, we bring you people like Pellegrino and Jonathan Honig. Believe me, uh, your support really means a lot. Uh, and happy Christmas to you, Jonathan. Thank you and goodbye.